Every generation gets the alias podcast it deserves, and yours is Final Frontiers. I'm Matthew. I'm Mitchell. And today we're talking about episode three of Alias, Parody, written by Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orci, and directed by Michael Solomon. Uh, Michael Solomon, he previously directed Hard Rain, ah. which is the, uh, the Christian Slater, Morgan Freeman, Randy Quaid movie about a... Previously The Flood, right? I just remember when it was called The Flood and then they changed it to Hard Rain. It's uh, some you... type of holdup or... Uh... It's like a, like a bank heist that happens during a rainstorm yeah. where there's a dam that's going to burst. Yeah. I remember the trailer. It's Christian Slater swimming in a jail cell. Morgan Freeman's in it as well, right? That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Kurtzman and Orchie, we got to talk about these guys. They co-created Fringe, uh, the Sleepy Hollow TV Fringe. show. Okay. Uh, they've written the Star Trek reboot movies, Mission Impossible 3, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, all that Transformers oh, okay. bullshit. Uh, they later become executive producers on the show for a few seasons. Uh, so they're two of the biggest writers in Hollywood, for better or worse. Yeah. And this is their first foray into the, the alias world. They wrote fewer of the episodes than I thought. I think I saw that they wrote... Ten episodes each. Okay. Uh, I, I would have thought that they would have written a lot more, but fair enough. Uh, and we have to talk about Roberto Orci. Do you know anything about Roberto Orci? I do not. All right. He is a huge 9-11 truther, uh-huh. uh, which it, infor- it informs most of his work that I've seen, uh, including Fringe and Alias. Uh, and uh, We did promise to never talk about Star Trek. Yeah. But, no, uh, we didn't. We did. We, we, did we? We explicitly promised the, view, uh, the listener that we okay. would never talk about Star Trek. Tangentially, we're, we're okay. It's not like we're going to just like, oh, and let's just talk about the voyage home for 10 minutes. All right. I'll, uh, I'll agree to that. <laughs> um, we're, uh, so Star Trek in the Darkness, did you see it? Yes, I did. All right. Along with its other, many other problems, uh, it's easy to watch it as a thinly veiled 9-11 conspiracy metaphor. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's about the Federation faking terrorist attacks uh, so they can justify a war with the Klingons. It's a, it's a whole stupid thing. Now that, um, you, no, now that you say that, I'm like, and he's a, the person is a 9-11 truther, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That, makes, that was lazy. Uh, or she calls people who aren't truthers uh, coincidence theorists, which I'm <laughs> going to start using on my own because that's just perfect. Uh, he was even a Boston Marathon truther. How do you truth a marathon? I uh, wait. Coincidence theorists like uh, these it's terrorists like, just so happen to decide to plot and conspire. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a coincidence! Um, but he's uh, he's uh, he, he he truthed the Boston Marathon. Oh, so he thought that was the government also I, trying. I, I don't know who who gives a shit. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. And here's the truth about marathons: uh, they're stupid, and anyone who runs them is a sucker. Why do you say that? Because it's hard. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, uh, I can see doing a marathon. I can, I can see myself doing a marathon, but I, yeah, why not? You know what marathon I could see doing? What? An alias marathon. It's do it. That's yeah. the only one. Oh, yeah. Uh, do the people in Boston wear their medals the day after they run the marathon like they do here in New York? Like, they're honestly. probably pretty unbearable. Yeah. I'm going to wear a medal after we finish. A podcast? <laughs> our, our, our alias, our alias <laughs> marathon. Uh, also uh, about uh, Roberto Orci, he uh, goes to message boards where fans are critical of his work. Really? And he insults them. Ah, yeah. okay. He's like, well, if you're so smart, 
why don't you write a movie? Stupid. Uh, do him and like Kevin Smith do this together, like back to back at like different separate keyboards? And like, oh, what, what are they saying about your work? Well, get this. And I said this. Yeah. Well, this guy is on me about nine eleven. So I said this. They're You're great, man. Both middle aged millionaires. <laughs> they have millions of dollars, and that's what they do with their time is go or, after the people that criticize them. Yeah. Uh, all right. So episode three of Alias. It's called Parody. P a r i t y. Not parody. What's parody? Parody is that? What is that? That's when like two things are matching. Um, oh, okay. Like like if our currency has reached parity with the euro, that means you know one dollar is worth one euro, for example. Right. If uh, two things are e- evenly matched, they've reached parity. And how do you be, spell that again? P a r i t y. Ah, okay. All right. So uh, this is a bit of a bit of a long description for the the plot. So bear with me. All right. Sydney's life is in danger as she is sent to Madrid to retrieve a 500-year-old sketch that contains a set of binary digits on its reverse, having to do with the Rambaldi artifact Sydney brought back from Taipei. SD6 needs the sketch to decipher the key to its workings. Meanwhile, Will Tippin continues his research into the cause of Danny's death and discovers a very strange anomaly concerning surveillance cameras in the zone of Danny's apartment the night he was murdered. Will is not aware of the danger he is placing himself in by doing this, but Sydney tries to make him stop. In Madrid, Sydney meets up with her deadly nemesis, K-Directorate agent Anna Espinoza, and a fight ensues to retrieve the sketch. It ends up at a draw, as Anna keeps the key to a small suitcase Sydney has obtained. In the end, they have to make an arrangement to open the suitcase together, which has the two of them looking inside the suitcase in astonishment at something that remains unrevealed. Ooh. Ooh. That was a, that was a thorough recap. Uh, right? It yeah. hits every beat, even all that... Bullshit with the traffic cameras. <laughs> that's <laughs> the that's our that's our like the tip in corner or the the tip in tip minute in corner. I love it. Yeah, where we just talk about what Wheel Tibbin is up to. And uh, what they should be talking about is uh, is Francie's boyfriend. How he's maybe he's having maybe, an affair. The, so the lighter there were matches that said uh, it said uh, had a great time last night. Yeah, here's my number. The matches were from a, a motel room. Yeah, that's uh, I have definite proof that he's cheating. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty weird. It could it's, be a recruiter. It could have been. <laughs> it could be a headhunter. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no proof. Yeah. There's no proof on a matchbook. That is that doesn't that suggest? I'd be like, listen, if I if I wrote you my number on a matchbook, that looks shady. I'm just gonna take this card that I have with my details on it and give it to you and right in the back. It was great talking to you. Let's get let's get together sometime. Blah blah blah. Your headhunter, whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe she's not a professional type. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she just likes to sleep with men and get them jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's great why, why can't i meet a woman like that <laughs> yeah. that's the dream uh, only on alias folks so uh, we, we left off uh at our cliffhanger from uh, episode two yeah she's holding the uh a ball it, of plutonium a ball of plutonium it, wearing yeah. a burka made of lead presumably <laughs> because yes. all, all of her teeth didn't fall out <laughs> well if she did drop it they'd have 45 minutes until both their insides liquefy is that the uh that's what that was what she said to the guy that was holding the gun that was the the guy she had dealt with previously, right? The guy who shot his shoddy gun maker? I feel like that's kind of like, that's a convenient chunk of time because that's almost the length of an episode of Alias. <laughs> so it's like, wait, is this going to be just real time? Real Her time, this, like this other guy just, just <laughs> watching their insides liquefy? Oh, there goes the pancreas. Ah. That would be a daring hour of television. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just slow, the slow death by radiation hour. Yeah. Cowards, yeah. all of them for not pursuing it. I mean, I think C-SPAN could do that. C-SPAN. Yeah. They're just watching old men talk. Just, yeah. Just, just follow the camera into one of their chemotherapy sessions. You've seen enough book TV. You're going to watch another interview 
with uh, what TV? Book TV. What's they, book TV? It's where they have uh, they talk about books. <laughs> They're going to bring in Bill O'Reilly to talk about killing you know, Lincoln, about killing oh, Lincoln, we, killing Kennedy. Just like oh, killing Reagan is his latest in the uh, killing series. He's running out. He's running out of people to kill. It's going to be <laughs> killing McGinley, uh, Kinley. Excuse me. Yeah. What was the other one? Another what? president who was assassinated. Yeah, the other guy. Because it, it wasn't uh, Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? Garfield. Garfield. Killing, killing Garfield. Yeah. Um, I mean, they killed Garfield. They didn't kill Lincoln. I mean, they didn't kill Reagan, so I don't know. What, what, no, what, Ra- don't know Reagan died is. a very old man in a very soft bed. A very <laughs> confused <with> a, man. <laughs> face down on a hammock with a big <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> wearing overalls, a piece of straw clenched between his teeth. <laughs> oh, that's dark. Dark and uh, malinc- bittersweet and saccharine for the Reagan <laughs> era. I hope, uh, Nancy, if you're listening. <laughs> is she alive? Oh, uh, I thought she passed away not too long. I, I have no idea. Oh, okay. It, well, if you're listening up in heaven, as or I know anywhere, you are, yeah. uh, we're sorry. Yeah, we're, you're probably, your medium is probably uh, <laughs> communing through you, through the vapor that moves through the curtains in the Oval Office right now. But Anyway, so yes. <laughs> the, she's holding plutonium and, and her professor Back at grad school yeah. He says you're dropping the ball As she's dropping the ball of plutonium Wow They could have just used Like a, a little quick drum roll And a cymbal splash it was, As she catches it It's uh, Just a very t- Tight drum this episode Top to bottom I love this episode Yeah I the, Now that we're done With the table setting And we can yep. just Get right into uh, The the meat and potatoes. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 a hoot. Uh, I love how 2001 it is. The professor saying, "Well, you do have email, you, don't do you? Do you know about email now? Yeah. Go to Hotmail and sign up for an account." Yeah, I like that. Sydney promises uh, Vaughn that if, uh, if if necessary, that she'll encrypt the code onto a Radiohead MP3 <laughs> yes. and upload it to uh, to Audio Galaxy. Like some, someone knew there, it'll be a Radiohead MP3. <laughs> it'll just be any song. Don't worry about it. It'd be Tree Fingers. It would be Tree Fingers? Oh, it had to be a good one. Because nobody's downloading Tree Fingers illegally. But how did it disappear completely? Into Tree Fingers? Or is it the other way around? Um, it well, is how to disappear completely into Tree Fingers yeah. into... Optimistic. There you go. Followed by Limbo for the folks that are playing What's On Kid A at home. God, we're nerds. So was someone on the writing staff. So it's like 9-11 truthers and Radiohead fans. Or... It's a, it's a, a Venn diagram <laughs> that overlaps more than any of us want to admit, I think. And uh, yeah, Dwarf Hands is very excited. Yeah, uh, he, he can talk about He's zero for zero. quite a while. Some, it was used as punctuation. By, if, by Ptolemy. If you looked at it at the right time of day, it'd be like it was winking at you. Oh, that's, that's, he's so whimsical. Yeah. And uh, they he's throw nervous. a lot of shit at us yeah. in this discussion. They're talking about Rambaldi, the K-Directorate, the UEI Special Forces, which they still don't explain. And what's the, the K-Directorate again? They're like just like a... They are these basically the, uh, the Soviet equivalent of SD6. So are they what SD6 is saying they are? A quote-unquote covert version or covert arm of the cia or is uh what is it qd9 c5 what's the soviet one k9 uh, the kgb k no it's the one in the show that oh, we're the, meeting the k directorate the k directorate are yeah. they also a terrorist cell that's 
calling themselves a quote-unquote shadow arm of the KGB? I think from the perspective of SD6 or the CIA, it doesn't matter. They're bad dudes. Yeah, all right. It doesn't matter who they're... Uh, they're not really bad. They're just someone that, uh, that you don't want to get outbid by. They're bad dudes. And uh, Sydney, pretty early on, she's talking about... Uh, and this is going to get really confusing for any of our friends who are listening. Uh, they're talking about... Anna Espinosa, played by Gina Torres. Oh. And, um, you know, everybody loves Gina Torres. Right. Cleopatra, 25-25. Oh, I remember that show. Every, every young man who in the late 90s remembers Cleopatra, 25-25. Uh, Firefly. Probably a lot more young ladies than you would uh, give credit to. Yeah, but especially the young men. Uh, Matrix sequels, Hannibal. Mm. Uh, her partner, Marcus, he played Mantis on the show Mantis. Uh, which was about a man in a wheelchair who wears a superhero suit or something. And uh, she oh. was in the, the pilot movie, I learned. So so that's something. And like how we're going back to uh, like 2000, not the 2000s, like late to, mid to late 90s, like a lot of daytime. Uh, yeah. like we can, can we throw Nightman in there too? Did you ever see that one? I never saw Nightman. I think it was the same actor. Uh, you ever saw that episode of Seinfeld where she's dating the saxophonist? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's that Hot same actor. Yeah, who's no. playing a set who, who like is like a jazz saxophonist mm-hmm. slash like crime fighter that goes by Nightman. So wait, it, that actor could actually play saxophone. I'm assuming so. he he or he just typecast himself without <laughs> knowing it. Yeah, it's like you were great in that episode of Seinfeld where you were a terrible saxophonist and a terrible lover. Yeah, you were you were bad at cunnilingus. <laughs> you were bad at saxophone. So let's we're gonna give you a show where you're one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> We're not getting to the series finale until we tell you which one. That's good television. Uh, they know what they're doing. And she was all over... Um, She's a, you see her face and you recognize it. I was like, oh, I know that actress. Oh, you, you recognize it? You see it when your eyes close? She's a, she's a beautiful woman, Gina Torres. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you waiting for me to, to agree on that? She yeah. is quite beautiful. And I don't, I don't see uh, how... I don't know how many episodes she's in. But I hope she keeps coming back as the uh, nemesis of Alias. Well, I know that Firefly um, premieres September of 2002, so I'm, sus- I'm suspecting that she's not going to be on the show for that long. Well, you know, uh, the way Firefly turned out, she may come back may for come some back. later episodes. And um, all I could think whenever she's on screen, I'm like, this is a good show. Yeah. I, I'm really enjoying Alias. But how much would I be enjoying the show about Anna Espinosa as an agent of the, the K-Directorate? Why They could have had a whole other spinoff, just K-Directorate with Anna Espinosa. Yeah. yeah. It probably wouldn't be on ABC because of the Times. It'd be on the CW or something. Yeah. But, because of the Times? Yeah. These, these weren't times yeah. that anyone with the name Espinosa was on television I mean, for very long. That complexion. Oh, you know, I'm yeah. Not, ABC. Yeah. Family they, my ass. And uh, all right, so during this... Uh, this meeting with who's in the meeting is this the meeting where we're talking about uh the Foucault's pendulum or what is it the the Rambaldi artifact Rambaldi artifact yeah uh there is a piece of paper with a bit of machine code on it yeah they only have half the sheet right the other half is stored in the in sex man's necklace the uh the (laughs) the attic safe of uh a Spanish millionaire (laughs) who's just has wears it when he's having sex and, and let's uh, just, we'll show you that slow, provocatively, that, is that key jostles on his naked back. And That's they, where it's at. And guess what she's going to have to do? Ooh, misdirection. And they give you this uh, 
It's a very long expository scene where they explain everything that's necessary to retrieve the other half of this document. And then it's immediately followed by a voiceover by Sydney where she restates almost word for word everything that we were just told about what she needs to do to retrieve the document. Is this that she's going to have to break in? Right. Yeah. And like the whole, uh, I don't think she goes through what she's going to do with all of the, uh, all of her new, new gadgetry right. from Dwarf Hands. I don't well, think Dwarf Hands just gives her the necklace. He gives her a necklace. He also gives her a peseta. Oh, that's that right. That is uh, capable of emitting a sonic wave, which is triggered by a pin. Yeah. So there are three. Oh, that's, that's a, the, a pin or a pen? Uh, a writing utensil. Okay. I'm sorry. Perhaps my Midwestern accent is well, too I, thick to distinguish between the two. Well, uh, I was thinking, yeah, the, it occurred to me that my second watching, like, yeah, the one thing that you want to throw on the floor is something that looks like money when you don't want anyone picking it up. Like, yeah, let's make this look like, uh, you know, something that's not going to draw attention to itself on a floor in a room full of rich people. And then she reports back to Vaughn, who is uh, like, all right, we're going for a nice jog. Let's, let's go back earlier to that. Oh, Tippin was uh, answered the phone, which well, uh, well Tippin is is apparently still helping her move in. Yeah, how long has she been moving in? She doesn't have anything. Yeah, most of the things in her old apartment were covered in blood. Yeah, so I imagine that most of those were sent off. And they're they're like some snotty UK doctors shit. You don't want that. Yeah, it's shirts with the buttons on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't want any it's of those boxes full of electrical plugs that don't fit in her wall sockets. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but just a lot of umbrellas, not necessary in Southern California. <laughs> Bowler hats and pinstripe suits, <laughs> just discarded carnations that used to fit in buttonholes. <laughs> so yeah, he gets the phone call from the pizza place. Sydney knows what's up. Yeah, that's code. She meets. She's like, I'm going to go for a run. Yep. She meets up with Vaughn. He says in her midriff midriff bearing uh, jogging outfit. By she the looked way. fantastic, but yeah. weird form as a runner for yeah. someone who I'm expecting. I'm suspecting. Keeps herself in very good shape. You're suspecting, you think? It looks like... <laughs> you look at her and like, hmm, she might exercise. Well, she could just have... Uh, she just has the Mediterranean diet? She could down. just have an eating disorder. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I would like to assume that she's going about things the healthy way. I think she is. I, I would think so. But I, what I'm thinking is she was a little bit off frame. Mm-hmm. The director, Which Mikhail one? Solomon, okay. he yells, action. And then she starts to jog. Even though she's like five feet off frame. So oh, she yeah. Has a she has a natural stride. Right. That, that's right. what I'm thinking happened. She has to cool it like there. Okay, I'm running, I'm running now. Here it yeah. is. Yeah. And uh, she pulls up, she adjusts her laces. Vaughn is there. He says, This is the last time we're going to see each other because you're getting a new handler. You're getting a new handler. I'm, I'm too young and inexperienced. Getting Lambert. Yeah. And Lambert is a weird old perv. Oh, man. He likes was... to meet her in a van. Just call, while, her, while, call, he's, call her uh, my girl. I want to meet my girl. Yeah, pats her on the bottom. Says reading magazines like some glossy well, fingerprint was... stain. What was he going over in the in the van? Um, I don't remember. Oh no, they they meet over magazines at a magazine stand in another scene. But it felt like he was like reading mm. something. Oh, it was something ridiculous. Well, it was a, it was a magazine that had an earpiece in it. Yeah, and the magazine was called like Modern Tables. <laughs> <laughs> it had like a name like that. It was a. A weird nonsense magazine. Yeah, but anyway, uh, this actor distracted me because if you're nerds as Matt and I are, you've recognized him. He's in everything. He's in everything. Yeah. Uh, probably you're thinking of Aliens. He's Drake 
the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the yin to Vasquez's yang. Yeah. But I recognize him first of all from Lethal Weapon Two, which was right. a, a big movie in my house. He pay he plays one of like the That's, South American guys. Uh, or I was about to say or South African. Guys. South African. Yeah. Yes, South African. Yeah. Uh, did he have diplomatic immunity? No, he did not. <laughs> uh, and he was stepping on plastic. And if you know anything about Lethal Weapon 2, you better make sure you're not stepping on plastic. Do not step on plastic yeah. if you're in Lethal Ar- Weapon 2. Around South Africans. Especially. Yeah. So she tells Vaughn, I'll encrypt the code on a radio at MP3 <laughs> and leave it on Audio Galaxy. And uh, he says, okay, I-, I know what all those words mean. Yeah. And because uh, I'm, I'm young, allegedly that's the, the last time we're gonna we're ever gonna see him, right? And I, uh, I was hoping that it wasn't true. So then, uh, next thing we know, she's uh, she's in where was it? Madrid, right? And she's wearing a faded orange wig. Yeah, that is, this is her fourth alias. <laughs> it's uh, kind of clashing with the dress. It's terrible. It's, uh, it looks like it was left out in the sun. Yeah. She looks like uh, like a fifty year old Washington Heights housewife. She had a nice dress. And she had, I think, the, the yeah, those shouldn't have gone together. That color wig or that dress, like, no. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. And I'm guessing that her uh, her accent was probably, or her Spanish the, was heavily accented. Yes, and, and I don't think she added the lisp. Oh, the, the, uh, Spanish, the royal. Uh, yeah. What, what, what do they call it? There's a name for that lisp. Uh, the Castilian. Castile, Castile is like another language in right. Spain. Um, but no, the, the Madrid. Madrid, yeah. yeah which yeah. I guess was because of the royal family. Because of their... They're full of uh, inbred right. <laughs> fools. Yeah, like yeah. one of their tongues was too large, and so it became glamorous to yeah. uh, make sense. It's like the Medici nose or the, I don't know, all that other stuff that uh, those rich, ugly, inbred people had. They're like, oh, yeah, that's classy now, because they're the ones with the money. The way all of the uh, the men in the British royal family are born uncircumcised. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Real talk. <laughs> that is not... That is not that, wait, that does not happen. Yeah. That can happen? That sounds like a marvelously insane eugenics experiment. No, they are all born with their foreskin intact. Wait, uncircumcised? No, circumcised. I'm confused. Which is the one where they the circum uncircumcised is how they're supposed to be born? No one is born circumcised. Well, I can tell you his who is born uncircumcised. Everybody, the men in the British royal family, and everybody else. <laughs> if you, if you're being born circumcised, that's wow. And you're, uh, you've, you've been you're bred. an American. Yeah, That's what you are. You've been bred like a, uh, a bulldog to have the features you have. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is not a foreskin. Yes, so we're in Barcelona. We are clashing like crazy. And the Your way, necklace is getting compliments, though. The way this scene is unfolding is great because it's combining the exposition. Uh, I wouldn't even call it exposition. It's, uh, it's combining dwarf hands. Uh, describing all of the different pieces of gear that he's giving her right. with how they're going to be used. Right. And it's like, let's save time. We're just going to lay this right over. So you're kind of saving not only the work. Right. Of, uh, you're saving time in the episode, and they are saving the work of making the action in Madrid coherent <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. they have a character explaining exactly how it's going to be used. Right. I'm like, oh, that's, uh, that's smart storytelling. It's it's convenient for us too, so we know like oh that's how that little I was like why what's with the uh, placenta or what are you gonna use that coin for I'm like oh it makes a little distraction that's mm. nice and uh, everything seems to be going well did you okay so we're talking about the reveal of the car now I don't know this distracted me the first time and it really did, like I paused it the second time I watched it it looks like the and it might be because it's just how you show cars I don't know but there's 
we're seeing like the left side kind of like leaning towards us, mm-hmm. the left side of the car. Oh, because it's it's slightly tilted. Yeah, right. And the like the right side doesn't have a tire on. It's just like there's like a jack kind of pushing it to the left, like to tilt it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, did they just say fuck it? Like we're just not going to have the, a car with like two tires on it? Was there some type of a production delay, <laughs> or is that just how? It seems like you can find two more tires. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna in the showroom, you want to. I I don't know anything about cars. I haven't owned a car. In you know, you 15 like you're, years. You're bragging, you pretentious millennial. Well, I'm just, you know, my lifestyle I, is such I that like I don't to, need an automobile. I don't think we should invade countries for oil. <laughs> no, no uh, this is a quiet protest against oil wars. I'm taking the subway. <laughs> I'm from New York. I'm from New York. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I didn't notice. That's a weird thing. It was, it was distracting to me. I was like, why? That's a weird stance. Stance is a word for how a car sits. You non-car, Matt. Is that true? Yeah. It was a weird stance, and I was like, "Oh, it's uh, it's missing two tires." And then I paused it, and I wa- when I we watched, it, I was like, "Yeah, it really is missing two tires." Well, I'm going to take a weird stance, and that's that I think <laughs> that the fight choreography in this episode was it was weird. It yeah, and in, it was. I hate to overuse incoherent. Yeah, but it was incoherent. But it was awesome. The fighting, I think, overall was better, and it could be just the the actor the actresses looked like it was them when they were like it looked like they had two. Two shots set up. Mm-hmm. It was like the action of the punch thrown, and that looked like it might have been the stunt double. And then there was like the oh, uh, I remember um, Gina Torres. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did like a sweep kick to trip uh, Sydney, and it, there was like a close up of that. And then it like it went back to a, a a far shot to show her fall down. Right. Like everything that there for every action that was taken in the in the fighting. There was like a, a shot that pulled back to show the actor kind of like, oh, now I'm going to fall down for that. It was really weird. It was like mm. in and out. And right. then it kept zooming in and then zooming out. And I feel like what they did is they recognized the limitations of Jennifer Garner. And they. <laughs> what limitations? Yeah, I mean, she's not Jackie Chan. Nope. No, she's not even Jackie Collins. Like when it comes to this awesome stage fighting, <laughs> like they're. <laughs> That's who I think when I think of stage fighting is Jackie Collins. Oh, she was the best. And um, so I think they were like, all right, we're going to need to uh, make this engaging in a different way. Yeah. Because it's probably, if I had a theory, uh, this is my first alias theory, Mm -hmm. is that when she comes back from (laughs) the... 11 was an inside job. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I fell for his agenda again. (laughs) I, I think I'm walking into a movie and I always walk out. It's like, yeah, Just like a hunger for, for some truth about yeah. 9-11. Think about it. Well, so what, back to your, your first theory that's not at all... Um, oh, that when, when she comes about. back from the set of Daredevil, <laughs> I bet she's a lot better at the oh, fight choreography. I was going to agree. I, yeah. I thought... Um, I was thinking further ahead into Electra, but she was the movie... <laughs> I've never seen Electra. Well, it was the character from Daredevil, I right? know, yeah. but like... So, but her, her, her fight stuff in Daredevil was already really good. Okay. So I know she has a dinner. She I, has know, a- I, I know that, like, given the, the time and budget and, and talented trainers. I like as you're sa- how you're saying this. You're, like, putting your hand to your, yeah. your chest. Well, I, like, I, I know it's in you, Jennifer Gardner. I, it, will, it will come out soon. I believe in her <laughs> so fucking hard. <laughs> you, have, you have no idea. You can do this. The whole time I'm watching this. I'm like, I don't know, you're, uh, maybe, I'm only slightly older than she was at the time. Where are we? She's been... She's like 27 or 28. Okay. And, but I'm like, you're a child, and your dreams are coming true, 
and I'm rooting for you. <laughs> your dreams are coming yeah. true of reuniting with your spy father. Yeah. And um, so I'm just like, I, I know that you're going to nail this show. I want it to be a hit. Right. I want you to be a success. And uh, I maybe I'm just rooting for an obvious thing yeah. because I know that it's going to happen. Well, it's like anything. When you're watching a movie or you're... Mm-hmm. Uh, Watching a show, and you know the hero's gonna gonna they're hanging on by their fingertips on a ledge, uh-huh. but you know they're gonna get get up somehow. And they're hanging off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. there's a it's a literal cliffhanger. There's mm-hmm. that tension of like, all right, I know they're gonna be okay, but I don't know how they're gonna get out of it. Like you still have that uh, anxiety over it. You yeah. have to have that anxiety over it. So they have this awesome fight scene. I really like the, that fight scene. It was uh, a lot of fun. Gina Espinosa breaks into the vault. She steals the thing. And uh, and then we cut back Wait, to Los was Angeles. Was that an on purpose uh, mix up? Yeah. Okay. And uh, then we cut back to Los Angeles. Yeah. Will well, says some of us are getting dinner together, and well, she well, says. Well, so we had that fight scene, but we also had. Uh, Wait, I'm Los- sorry. The the fight scene, but then the resolution of um, Sydney getting the upper hand on her old nemesis by. Right. She shoots the briefcase off of her arm, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like that uh, we get to see Marcus in action where he does that really weird, uh, like, run into. He has to trace, like, the other. Like, the other. What is. What's going on? Like, she gets to the. Uh, to back. Backtrack. Or forward track. So they have the fight. No. Right. She well, gets it's to. About, they're trying to break into the vault. Yeah. Which, right. which Espinosa does before Sydney. She just cuts her way yeah. in. Yeah. And so now Marcus has to kind of track. Uh, where the signal's coming from and he has that thing where he slams into the other van the other van that's right they're and really excited about the wireless modem yeah. <laughs> they keep mentioning the wireless modem it, like, yeah, there's like, no wires like wow <laughs> what that can't be possible dwarf hands there needs to be wires there needs to be wires i know you i know <laughs> i know you're going to tell me everything about zeros and ones <laughs> but you got to tell me this where are the wires yeah and um there, there's no wires and uh what happens? The van crashes into the yeah, van. Yeah, did you? Th- I, there was like a really that I don't know. It was like the van hit the van, and then someone something like a rigging off camera just kind of pulled it over because it was like a very gentle. Like you don't even see the front of that van crumple. It's like right. Womp, womp. Like it's just very staged. Yeah, it's, somebody broke his neck. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a bad guy. Sorry, I don't so. know why I was so upset. I, I had something. Like, I got to talk about that damn <laughs> that damn van. It's not an, an crash. Like, that's a, a minor thing in the story, but that took, like, a, a day to set yeah. up. Yeah, I think, I, like I said, I think we discussed this before, and it's just, like, you... I don't know what to watch when I, when I watch these shows with the uh, commentator eye or the eye of, like, oh, I'm going to be talking about this. Mm-hmm. So I notice all those things that are probably... Like, who gives a shit? Like, who cares <laughs> about how, like, staged this look or about how weird that choreography is but then like what else will we be talking we about? we got time to fill yeah i get like i'm yeah. not just gonna be like i'm not gonna be like all right and then like are we just gonna start reading the script to each other <laughs> like, oh we oh, that would be a great idea we should do that we should i think right. we should have like the i'm gonna play alias you play <laughs> alias dad all right i want right. to be i loved the alias dad who's i was supposed to be <laughs> your mother died in an accident no wink oh Uh-oh. did you tell her the truth oh we'll get to that but anyway so we're we're back in Los Angeles. She's gone the upper hand on old Espinosa. Right. And uh, Will Tippin says, uh, hey, we're having dinner tonight. 
do you want to hang out? And she goes, let's have dinner at my place. And I'm like, how can you do that? How can you hijack an entire evening yeah. to say, let's have dinner at my That's place? That's so inconsiderate. Well, I mean, they seem to like her place, but like, you're, it's a brand new place. You don't have furniture. Yeah. And uh, we you, cut you, to them. you have sad memories of a life that could have been. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to eat with that. They're, they're, they're sitting on her couch with its faded blood stains, pretending not to notice. Yeah. It's tacky. Just, yeah, like there's pictures of the two still together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're, they're playing poker, and they're talking about, how, well, Wills, he's a terrible bluffer. And uh, I feel like that's going to be significant later when, you know, I feel like Wills, obviously an excellent liar. Yeah. And uh, Sydney, of course, is also an excellent liar. And um, what is... Uh, what is Francie's boyfriend's name? Let's call him Sam. Let's call him... I forgot his name. Sam yeah. feels right. Yeah. Uh, Sam, he's not letting on that he's clearly getting some ass on the side. <laughs> Speculative ass on the side. Yeah. We don't know if it's just... Like I said, he's, it could be a head hunter. He's just had some uh, margaritas, and he says, uh, I clean naked. Uh, oh, yeah? I, I clean naked all the time. <laughs> You would love to see. Is that this conversation? Is this the same conversation that I got? I got. I might have got this confused. Where we hear another one of Will Tippins. Uh, I'm so blind without my contacts. Stories. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not bluff. I'm, I can't. I don't know enough about Bradley Cooper to yeah. do a Bradley Cooper voice. So that's I'm going to do just I'm, do a Rocket Raccoon voice. <laughs> I'm going to do Ryan Gosling uh, reading Bradley Cooper's lines. I, I'm I'm so blind without my contacts. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who you whose voice is, you're doing. It's funny. Like you would think that a, a guy from a small town in Canada, you wouldn't have like a weird just Marlon Brando voice. Marlon Brando's Brooklyn accent type yeah. of. When I, when I talk, I chew on my own mouth. <laughs> it's delicious. It keeps me focused. Keeps well, me in the moment. The thing about the inside of my own mouth <laughs> is that it's still full of uh, white meat, chicken, and protein <laughs> shakes. It's what keeps me in. In such good shape, it gives me that Adonis belt and the minimal body fat percentage. And when you get pork skin, yeah. pork pork skin gets in between your teeth, and you <laughs> kind of have to chew on your back molars. Yeah. So we're we're learning. I, I like these asides. How do you feel about? I'm mean, like asides, like these, like the the quiet life of Sydney Bristow and the smoldering. Oh, it's, it's depressing as hell. The smoldering love between her and Will. Well, more the, so Will Tippin than her. The she, scene of them uh, eating ice cream and. Talking about tequila yeah, and, why, and kissing, well, it made my stomach turn. Why? I was, I don't know. I thought it was, it was fake. Here's it was, right. there was no truth. To Here that are moment. the words in my notes, um, or maybe I didn't write it down. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, I guess I forgot to, to transcribe it, but uh, I, I do remember writing down. This makes my stomach turn. The, Should we talk about Will's yeah, side mission? Yeah, because we, we, you mentioned it, but it's worth... He's, he's doing some sleuthing. Yeah. He's not doing his genetic homework. Or he whatever. is picking up her murdered boyfriend's things. I like... Uh, he he looks out sc- the window. He gets scolded for being a 20-year-old, which I like. When, which now is would have been... He would have been scolded for being a millennial. Right. Yeah. Correctly. We, we, saw, we heard that, right? We both heard that. Yeah. Like, she said 20-year-old, but we both heard like, oh, this is when someone would say, oh, you're a millennial. Which is... Don't want to do the work that you're assigned. Which... Uh, I can say this as a, as a 31-year-old who's a good decade plus in the professional world, yeah. totally accurate. Oh, it is. I'm fine saying that. Oh, it's just bullshit. Yeah. It's all, you, you grow up thinking that the people in charge are going to know what they're doing. No one knows what they're Nobody doing. knows what they're it's, doing. You're going to be in debt until you die. Yeah. This is life. It's a Roman farce. A Roman farce? Yeah. Okay. To quote uh, George C. Scott in the hospital. 
We solve nothing. You're not going to do a George C. Scott voice after all this... Uh, I'm not going to a bitch around here that knows what he's trying to do. Look, Roman farce. I'm not saying we're not going to get our hair messed up. <laughs> you, have to, you have to see that movie. Everyone out there, yeah, go, go watch uh, George C. Scott in the hospital. It used to be on Netflix. I can't tell if it is anymore. <laughs> Nobody um, can tell what's on I'm Netflix not your, anymore. I'm not your internet. Go look up your own uh, <laughs> what's streaming and what's not. What's streaming, what's not. Every region's different. You could be listening to this in 100 years' time. Yeah. I hope you are. <laughs> I hope you are. <laughs> From space. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, hope, I hope as you await death on Mars, the death that you signed up for as you traveled there, knowing that there was no return to this shithole, uh, you just listen to podcasts. Is it too late for TV David shows? Bowie to write a song called Death on Mars? There's a death on Mars. It's going to be his, his, the, his, uh, the line in winter years for uh, David Bowie. And he just writes about all his... Uh, <laughs> just the opposite of all of his earlier yeah, songs. Yeah, it's going to be the Grey Duke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fat wood gray to Duke. wood. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, let's not dance. Yeah. Let's sit. sit. Put on your comfortable shoes and take a moment. Don't dance the blues. <laughs> that was implied by sitting. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to think of more now. You think of, I think that's going to be another podcast. And we just <laughs> The opposite of David Bowie. Opposite, David Bowie's opposite <laughs> album. For those on Mars, we'll leave it up to you to decide. <laughs> and also, if you could tweet to our ghosts, <laughs> which song do you prefer? Life on Mars or Death on Mars. Oh, if I have children, they're going to be fucking managing my social media <laughs> until beyond. <laughs> yeah. Just like I'm going to be uh, paying off my parents' debt until the end of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're going to have to be uh, tweeting back my many dozens of followers. Yeah. That's uh, it's going to be when the social contract now. Which are all just going to be the children of our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Same with a... The burden's only going to be carried by... But as most of our friends are having children, or at least a significant number of them, that's a lot of audience. That's oh. a lot of future audience to, to be corresponding <laughs> oh. with from beyond the grave. Within a few thousand years, we're going to have a very decent, uh, decent dent. We're playing the long game. We're saying it now before anyone else knows it's happening. We, we got this planned out. God, this is... So smart. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Will Tippin is uh, on the case. He goes back to the old apartment and uh, notices. What's that out the window? Yeah. That's a traffic camera. That what? thing that's flashing like every five seconds hey, as if you want the audience to look at it. Uh, out the window here? There's a traffic camera. How long's that been there? <laughs> look, I'm a hard body twink. <laughs> there but, you get uh, the... <laughs> I'm still a very young man, but in a few <laughs> years, I'm going to be the sexiest man in life. Was he voted People Magazine vote I'm him? voted People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive while Ryan Gosling walks the earth. That's, what year? God I don't know, 2009? No, it had to be later than you that. You've got to do your tip and homework I and am, get the facts before you come in here. God damn it. I re- referred to Bradley Cooper as a hard-bodied twink <laughs> in most of our episodes, and yet I do not know when, uh, when he was voted People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. So it's, it's like a toss-up between the, the actor that played Marcus and Bradley Cooper who's going to come in here. So you better play your cards right. <laughs> you better be nice. Is uh, God, I hope they're both still alive in, <laughs> in, in five <laughs> years' time by the time we, we finish this podcast. Yeah. And um, so she says, I don't know, a while. And then he, he makes a few phone calls. Give me all the traffic camera records. I want to get the, the traffic camera records from this day, from morning to night. Right. And then uh, he learns that there's a blackout. There was There are no traffic camera records. And he's kind of, he's 
notices, he's alert, but he's kind of cooler about it than I would expect him to be. I would be really alarmed and freaked out. Yeah. And uh, Wouldn't you get the urge to kind of uh, maybe stop your little game of spy when you realize, like, uh... Yeah. Also, uh, don't, don't make out with a widow. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. She was engaged. Oh, That's, you're right. Yeah. All right. Still, it's not classy. Is it? Well, I mean, he's, he was pining for a while. Doesn't matter. Some people are going to say, like, hey, Jeez. you make your move or you don't. He who hesitates nope. masturbates. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so we make, both agree with that. I both agree, and he wasn't hesitating. He was like, <laughs> and he, and he is going to be masturbating. We hope so, and not dead. <laughs> <laughs> and not made to look like it was a, uh, you know, audio, autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation. Because Alias Dad didn't like you. Is, that, is it that kind of show? I think it's going to be that kind of show. I was wondering, as I was, <laughs> as I was walking here... Like, uh, you know, they slid his throat in the bathtub. Why not just uh, do the old uh, hang him up with his yeah. belt around, belt his, around neck his neck and yeah. uh, his pants down around his ankles? Like that fella from NXS? Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Hutchins? Yeah, but who's the other guy? Uh, Kill Bill, The Legend Continues? David Carradine. Yeah. <laughs> Kill Bill, The Legend Continues. He was in the Kung Fu, The Legend right. Continues. Yeah. You um, see what I did there? I got it. Right. So we return the SD6, mm-hmm. and we get Game Theory 101 from oh, Spy Dad. Oh, with Spy Dad, who spies uh, hard. Where he explains uh, all that John Nash shit about the symmetric parody. game. And yeah. the, uh, I guess that is where the title comes yeah. from. It's like we have parody with uh, the K-Directorate, yes, which is a really difficult name. But as Sydney points out, only if they're thinking rationally. That's very true, which it appears that they are. So they go to Berlin. They divide a stadium in half. Oh, did we get did we get that metaphor? Yes. Did we just love that? Like, oh, just like back in the old days. It wasn't subtle. It was not subtle. <laughs> Let's go to Berlin. Berlin yeah. Let's put a line right down the fucking middle of it. Well, is it north and the south? No, no, no. It's the east, east and the west. And the west. Yeah. All right, so is the stadium... Does oh, it... you know, actually, the parking lot, and we got a vantage point. If we do north and south, no, no, no. It's going to be the east and the west. Why don't we do... Uh... Uh, is, are they going to be on the, you know, on the west side? Because it'll be easier for them. No, no, no. <laughs> Get the fucking metaphor. What, what, what if we do just midfield? There's what a line down midfield. No. What if East we just the, uh, accept the fact that the CIA dropped the ball and 9-11 was a terrorist act? And hey, no, no, no. hey, it's not that kind of whoa, show. Whoa. All oh, right. Okay. I'm going to backspace in final draft. <laughs> you save these thoughts for later, Roberto. Yeah. I didn't call you that because you're Mexican. <laughs> his, his name is Roberto. Did my throaty laugh not say that I'm Mexican? <laughs> You're so passionate. That passionate. You're, you're so hot-blooded. Mustache. That's why I wanted to do this podcast with I'm you. D- I am just resting comfortably under the shade of a Sonora cactus. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah. You're so much more Mexican than I am. <laughs> a lot of people have said that. <laughs> so it's a stadium chock-a-block with snipers. Mm-hmm. So many snipers. And uh, 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 Alias and Gina Espinosa, they're kind of caddy back and forth. Yep. They decide to open it. Oh, I love the, uh, the volley, the, the firing volley of Espinosa is, I heard your uh, fiancé was murdered, probably by the own organization you work for. Yeah. What did you do, huh? What did you, you drop do? the ball? How did it feel? <laughs> you dropped the ball? You, you feel kind of sad about that? That wig itchy? Yeah. <laughs> that wig. You want to scratch, don't you? <laughs> it's clashing with your dress. You couldn't ask for a better one? Hmm? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they agree to be grown-ups for a fucking minute mm-hmm. <laughs> And they open the briefcase And uh, what's inside? 
We don't know. I have some. I have some theories. That's like some Pulp Fiction shit right there. Are we going to find out, or are they going to just like uh, not tell us? What we hear is the sound of it's kind of a gurgling, boiling sound. And here's uh, I have. It's a. I have some theories. Are you ready? An air filter from Sharper Image. <laughs> Here are my theories. Okay. All right. Theory one: uh, a pot full of boiling spaghetti. <laughs> uh, end of theories. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all of the theories. I, 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 have. I was hoping for some more nine eleven uh, truther theories, but no. Well, what, what's uh, what's nine eleven denial about spaghetti? Uh, you you are you asking me that, Dennis Miller? You don't want to get off on a rant here. <laughs> but if I got a pot of boiling spaghetti and there's two jetliners going from Boston to New York, what's going to happen? I don't want to come off like uh, I'm an Alzawahiri over here in my cave, <laughs> but uh, you got a hot plate going hooked up to your uh, dialysis machine. You could make some spaghetti, okay? It's third and two on the 49ers 29 line. Remember that time I did Monday Night Football? It That's was a insane. weird four months. <laughs> Here's why uh, the podcast is tricky now. Is that before we had all of these reservations, all of these worries? Yeah. Uh, are we going to hate this? Is it going to be something that? Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be something that we believe in? Do we believe in ourselves to carry it through? Yeah. And now, uh, I love Alias. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the show. I'm only three episodes in. Yeah. I wish I could be a lot more. Uh, I think we're in for our own type of uh, shift, perhaps, as some have hinted. We're going to hate it at some point. It's going to take a dive. I don't think so. And we're going to just be, what the fuck? I am looking forward to every phase, every up and down, everything relating to Alias. The only thing that makes me sad is that I can't share the collective disgust of every <laughs> Alien fan when the show was still airing. Alien fan? Did you just say Alien? No, I definitely said Alias. <laughs> I think you said Alien. Should we get back to Alias? Is there anything else? Uh, like there's really say? not that much else. Oh, there was the... Uh, I, you saw Jurassic. You recently saw Jurassic World. I saw Jurassic World at home, and I laughed so hard. <laughs> and I, I I tweeted at the director Colin Trevorrow yeah. repeatedly. Uh, no response. Like, why should he respond to you? Because well, you, once you have- well, one because I'm hilarious. <laughs> Two, uh, in, a, in a few thousand years, this podcast is going to be a very big deal. Yes. And uh, three, just be a good sport. You were directing. A movie that starred Mark Duplass two years ago, and now you're directing Jurassic World. Which movie do you, with a safety not guaranteed? Oh, okay. And uh, now you're directing Jurassic World. You're yeah. going to direct Star Wars Episode Nine, following in the footsteps. Is he going to do? Uh, is he going to do any other film in the Jurassic World trilogy? Trilogy that's now <laughs> going to happen? But I probably. Right. I, I have no idea. It's been announced that there is a sequel. It's going to be three. Because, yeah. That's why? What want. I don't know why. Because it made a shit ton of money. That's why. It did. Uh, oh, uh, back to why I brought up Jurassic World. It was the whole Heels Gate. Or Heels Gate? The Heels Cliff. Heels have eyes? The, heel, the heels have no place in a modern role for a woman. She says she's, she's going to take them off. So we saw that whole, like, you know, we were watching. Everyone's kind of, like, pissed about it. They, they added heels to uh, Jurassic Park as a right. joke. Uh, Sydney Bristow, as she's taking off after the Espinosa, just chucks those fuckers to the floor and gets on a good clip running. Here's the thing about heels: the you can run in heels just fine. You don't run Why on your you? heel; you run on the ball of your foot. Yeah. So there's videos 
of women running in high heels. And one, they're just as fast. And two, they look fabulous. <laughs> Is there anything else about Alias, this I episode think of Alias, that we should discuss? I would just like my, uh, the comment on the throwing of the heels to run to be <laughs> edited into the, uh, in the master copy. I'll see what I can do. We'll see what you can do. All right. I think we're good. Oh. I think our next episode uh, is going to be episode four. It'll be episode four of Alias. Do you remember the name? I have no. I don't look at the names. I don't yeah. look at the writers. I don't look at the director. I kind of just what stopped I, it as soon as like I saw the like oh, episode yeah. three engine. I'm like, oh, I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know it'll, anymore. It'll just, it'll, Netflix will just play it automatically. Episode four could start directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I don't want to know. I want to be wowed by the tracking shot yeah. and the great Rolling Stone soundtrack. Like, <laughs> just, I don't want to come into the <laughs> the Alias episode four directed by Martin Scorsese full of expectation. I want to be surprised every time. Hopefully it'll be a lot of cream, like uh, Casino. A lot of queen? Cream. Oh, cream. Yeah. Casino was heavy on cream. I like it. That's true. All right. So if you have any questions or queries, we are on Twitter, at Final Frontiers. Uh, If you have something more long form, more intimate, even private. Ooh. Ooh. um, Direct message us for our email addresses. What are we going to do? No, we have a Gmail account. Oh, that's right. Uh, FinalFrontiersPod at gmail.com. Feel free to write us. And again, like last episode, we are soliciting all of you for fan art. Yes. Uh, we want, uh, we don't care about alias fan art. We want fan art of the podcast. <laughs> Just what are we doing? Yeah. We, we waste you, our we time. We want fan, fan art of the both of us. You don't know what we look like, oh. but you can find it. Do they? We are, you're probably easier to Google than I am. Maybe. I'm very difficult to Google. Are you, have you, yeah. is that like a, on purpose? Like, no, it's because my name is Matthew Thomas. Oh yeah, I'm hard that, to Google. That asshole who wrote a book that was your name. Sting. Yeah, well, his two middle names are Matthew Thomas. <laughs> Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. Well, Sting. Come at me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we had discussion in yeah. the first episode. Uh, did we really? Yeah. <laughs> it's never not going to be relevant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please send us your fan art. Send us your queries. Send us your questions. Hate mail. Please just, just send us hate. Please, it. I would love some hate mail. I have it coming to me so hard. Do you really? Oh yeah, <laughs> we have. We just we all we wanted is just ad, admonishment and invective. I'm waiting for my and Mark David Chapman to be waiting for me outside of my apartment. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna sign your your copy of, and then a, a day later he's gonna shoot you. A day was it? A day later? It was soon. I thought it was like later that day. Oh, it might have been later that day. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, then, I, I, I'm a Mark David Trapman truther. There, there was two of them, <laughs> and uh, a lot of grassy knolls uh, from Central Park. I guess that's it for uh, for this episode. We really burn this one to the ground. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, queries, concerns, please at Final Frontiers or email us finalfrontierspod at gmail dot com. Uh, That's it until next time. Uh, I am Matthew. I'm Mitchell. And uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening.